When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Footballistic the Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Josh. Hello. How are you? Fine. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Good. Enjoyed uh, your uh, your baseball cap you were wearing earlier. Where's it gone? It's in my bag. Yeah, uh, put it away. Is it red for Arsenal? Is it your red Arsenal? It's not kind of red for Arsenal, although interestingly, it's uh, not interesting at all. It's a New York Yankees cap, but it's a red New York Yankees cap, which I thought was quite intriguing. It's official, but you know, because obviously their colours are blue, blue and white. But I got are they your ones, team? So I thought it mixed. Yeah, I've, I've sport the Yankees if in America when I'm in America. When I'm in New York, I am frequently, hmm. and yeah, it's Arsenal colours, kind of. Where yeah. that's the blind pig when you go and watch the Arsenal totally, games afterwards. Absolutely, where that's the blind pig or else watching the football in my hotel room. <laughs> whichever yeah. whichever um, is better. We are joined by two glorious guests, more importantly, yes. and all this absolute nonsense. Staunch, regular, Alan Alger is back. Thank God. Just when we need him. It's good to be say. back. And staunch, some, how is second, third? Second. S- second. Oh, only second. Dan Jude, journalist extraordinaire. And uh, do you want to talk about your new startup thing, or is that is that all in, in the? Yeah, can yeah. do. We're uh, you're now in glasses. I'm in, I'm in the glasses game. Yes, yeah. so um, we, can, we can sort out a uh, special footballistically oh, discount amazing. for uh, any listeners. Come down. We're we're launching a, a new glass brand called Kite. Um, launching in the east of London. Going to be taken over the eyewear world by storm. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll it, there's details. a link in your on your um, Twitter. There's a link on my Twitter. Yeah, which is it's Dan Jude. Hey Dan, hey, 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 of course, hey yes. Dan, hey Dan Jude, of course. But hey Jude, obviously, but with the Dan. See what he's done. Well done, yeah. Josh. Thanks for that explanation. Are you having a trendy launch party in East We are having London? a trendy launch party in East London next Which, Thursday, actually. Wow. Next Thursday. Um, wow. so I assume we're all invited. Any oh, Arsenal legends listening that want to come down, Thierry, more than welcome. Yeah, yeah. Does Thierry wear glasses? To kind of, does he, I, think, I feel like I've seen him in glasses, and I, I don't know. I don't know. There's there's this big trend for Ian uh, Wright. Ian Wright. Ian Wright wears great glasses, glasses mm. doesn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. he's into. They're all into the Oakleys. This is right. the problem. All the managers. Merce wears a pair of glasses. Merce wears glasses. Yeah, you've got the. Is he um, on brand? Merce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe before before <laughs> midday. Yeah. Perry Perry does <laughs> wear the occasional. <laughs> Perry does do glasses as well for reading. Does I don't it? know if that counts. We'll get him involved. Yeah, okay. Get him involved. Yeah. Okay. I think I think we're looking at the. the I mean, Klopp is probably the trendiest oh, manager, yeah. and Wagner wears a good pair of glasses well, as well. Go get Klopp um, involved. But, uh, yeah. Probably yeah, get a deal for both of them being good could, friends. We could go off on a whole thread here of managerial glasses. Avoid uh, glasses, most importantly, of those in the room. Very importantly, yeah, I've got these Ray Bans on right now. Not for. Long. Not, for, not for long. <laughs> um, anyway, I mean, equally important as glasses is the fact that we are sponsored, Josh, for the season by Labrooks. And let me remind you that if you sign up and deposit up to £50, Labrooks will put the same amount into your account, giving up to £50 worth of free bets. You can get this offer by following the link at bet.arsenalpodcast.net. There you go. Well, it's Monday. It's the Monday after the... Sunday before, and I think you said we'd lose 3-1, didn't you? Or someone did in yeah. the podcast. Yeah. I said we'd lose 3-0, and uh, 
And generally, it was like absolutely obvious that we were going to lose to Manchester City away. But what wasn't so obvious was our manager's utterly demented team selection. And I thought we'd start with that. Who on earth can give me any kind of reason on earth why you drop Lacazette, clearly your best striker, for such for one of the most biggest important games of the season, like you did with Liverpool, and it was a complete fucking disaster against Liverpool, and he did it again. Any who's got any any suggestion at all? Can anyone transfer their mind into the into the warped mental <laughs> things that are going on within us and work it out? Boyd, we've been trying to do this on many many things for a long long time. Is to step into his mind. All I can say is I don't think I, actually. The Swansea game was an exception just recently. Yeah. Where you travel to a game and think, I'm pretty certain I know who's going to play, who's going to play in which position, and I could probably name the first 11 quite confidently. Mm. Um, and that's the only time I think I've approached an Arsenal game in the last seven or eight years where I could say, I'm going to be able to name the lineup and the positions. Uh, the Lacazette thing is baffling because. Uh, obviously, if you just get the the squad sent to you on any one of the sort of services that that, yeah. that sends it out before the game, they do it in number order. So it somehow looks as if, um, obviously, with Özil and Alexis playing, you were looking to see who would be the one up front. Yeah. I take that Lacazette role that's been been used when they've been playing as a three. And uh, one of the sites had it down as a Wobi, and I was like, "Well, okay, he's not—he's mad, but he's not—he's not that mad." Um, well, but then obviously, what he really did was shift the Wobi a bit to the to the wing to to accommodate the fact that Sanchez should be our main attacking threat. But if you're going to do that, then why not use Lacazette instead of a Wobi oh. and, and get get him back in there, and and then at least play and get those guys playing together. I mean, look. Even if he played Lacazette from the start, I think we'd have lost the game. We created something like 0.38 of a chance on the expected goals. So, um, so we there over, was no way we, we overperformed were... then on the goals. <laughs> well, we over yeah we overperformed in in terms of the fact that we finished and scored one goal when our play dictated that if you if you played the game a hundred times, we'd only score 38 goals in 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 those 100 games. So um, we were actually lucky to get the one. Um, what happened at other times with the officials, I'm sure we'll come on to. We will, yeah. But the no, reason no, I stuck, go on. No, okay. I mean, the argument surely has to be for the explanation. You're not that I, representative on earth. Yeah, what's your what's your feeling? I'm not sure <laughs> I am. I'm certainly massively underpaid if I am from his eight million a year. I'd <laughs> like a bit a of a raise. You could go for. It. Um, I'd like to see the job description, and then maybe I'll put myself forward. Okay. That should yeah. be an official job. Yeah. The thought presumably was that going with all three of them, the Alexis, Ozil, Lacazette trio, which we've come to know and love in the last couple of games, mm-hmm. was was going to leave us too open and he wanted to play Iwobi to offer some more element of, of tracking really? back and therefore really? he had to lose and he wanted to play Sanchez and Lacazette had to lose out. And I don't agree with it, but so, I think that's a conclusion he came to. He goes, I had, right. to, had to play Alexis because it's like Alexis knows he'll always play if they're fit, unfortunately. Even though he hasn't played... He, I thought he might even do something more peculiar like play Giroud. I thought, I, I thought I he thought, started You, you predicted that, yeah, Giroud. I mean, that I, could underst- I mean, I can understand that more in a way because at least he's... Yeah, he is, peculiar. He's, it's less peculiar than, than the... If it, I could see that he wanted to solidify the team somehow against Man City. So, but then why... So then he picks Alexis and, and, um, and uh, 
Ramsey, for example, who's hardly the most, who's always like marauding up the pitch and leaving huge gaps behind as well. And um, why not pick that? Surely Lacazette is the most solid, actually, and reliable of that front three. I, th- I think when I was trying to get into Wenger's head, which is not uh, not much fun these days, no. I think his his rationale must have been Lacazette and Özil together. You're not going to get anyone tracking back. Didn't want to leave Özil out. Um, I kind of thought, well, I, I mean, I was just trying to think, is it when he, was he thinking back to last season when we had that, you know, when he just sort of rediscovered Sanchez as a striker and then yes. he played Sanchez on his own. I, I saw Lacazette out. I thought, okay, he's going to play Sanchez on out front. And, then, uh, you know, that, that kind of worked when Theo had his three games that he played well in and, you know, Iwobi was actually having a decent run as well. Mm. But th- that formation, and I'm sure we're going to come on to Coquelin at centre-back. Oh, that's the next bit, yeah. Yeah, that's the next bit of the puzzle, but the I quandary. The thought seemed to be very, very early on, push, push, push. And it didn't quite work. They, they weren't. So when you say, you, uh, Sanchez seemed to be very visibly frustrated that he was the one running off to chasing down the ball. But only, it only works as they highlighted. You know, I watched it on, on Match Day 2-9. It, it highlighted what, what we could all see at the time, wasn't it? That we were desperately needed to move in unison to yeah. all push on well, and there was always a pass for John Stones right. to just find so Alexis yep. is already well doing that but it yeah. only works for everyone's doing it and the what thought presumably was get Alexis being the most like you know hyper battery powered forward we have doing it and everyone else will fall into line well, but it, think, it didn't work don't you think there's a slight chance that Lacazette might have been better at doing that than for some of like obviously the least likely person to push consistently an entire game ever invented in the history of football but I tell you what either way if you're going to do that obviously he was up at London Colney all week saying, this is what we're doing. So as long as you do this, that's right, Josh, surely. No, obviously it wasn't because that's not what he does. So therefore... Oh, I'm sure they did work on something a bit different. No, no. No, no it looked I, like it. It looked different. Well, they looked like well, you just said that they didn't do it. So we, the, players did, the players are not... No, you had half of them doing it, half of like half not doing it, so it didn't work. But you clearly, the way Alexis seemed to demonstrate that... You've just explained that, it better than... I mean, I've had no explanation. That explanation is a good one. But surely that only It didn't works work. I, said, I grant you it didn't but, work. But, but if he said to them all week, look, it is Alexis because he's got lots of energy. I want you to replicate that in behind him as, as a five in yeah, a line. Didn't work. And make sure that you... you well, then, then just they're even not listening to, to him or, yeah. he's not, or he's not going through... Um, I mean, there's another one with, with the Coquelin... Um, playing at centre-back he doesn't trust him on on his feet and you see from the passes made from Czech where he'd usually try and find one of our centre-backs to start it on the floor rather than lumping it forward he was totally ignoring him when, when Coughlin was in front of him he was totally ignoring him so yeah, um, has Czech come to that decision or, or but you can't blame him there was that weird moment when Coughlin sort of started running and then just went towards the corner and you just kept thinking he's going to turn around soon or hoof it out and he just kept running yeah. towards the corner flag that's it I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to establish you know even if he's making weird decisions, if he works on those weird decisions for five days, they might not look so weird. But the, the team don't seem to follow. No, he could, it looked like he came up with it on um, Friday evening at <laughs> four o'clock, and they're all about to go home to their loved ones and their dogs. And he thought, well, hold on a minute. Well, geez, I know, just... we could play a high-press thing that they talk about all the time on Match of the Day. You know, it's all the fashion and Spurs do it all the time. Boy, I, I, know I know what it was. I know what it was. We were too busy. I know. We were too busy practising corners, weren't we? Because they um, were unbelievable, those first two corners uh, let, in the first ten minutes. But why would you? Hey? Ask, why get Sanchez to take the fucking corners anyway? What sense Jesus. does that make? Everything about every decision someone posted on Twitter, it wasn't me, every major decision 
tactically, team selection wise, substitution. I mean, my favorite. We will go on to the incidents with the referee. My least favorite moment among all the least favorite moments of that game, from our point of view, was when so he brought on Lacazette. He thought, "Oh, this is good," and he scores. Then he brings on fucking Giroud and puts Lacazette out wide. What an absolute! I was almost crying at I mean, that I, point. I, I, I really wanted to throw my seventeen flipping, out the window, but with the corner thing but that was bad that but, was but you're right that it, it it's as if it's as if he's actually playing a game with himself now to say i wonder how far i can push yeah. everyone yeah i mean that's the only logical logical explanation because as you say that was baffling he was actually getting a lot of traction lacazette with balls yeah. to his feet in and around the d in front of their area and you're thinking centrally as long as as long as the midfield support and we get wide a bit, he's he's there. He's going to receive a pass because he's he's isolating at right. least one of their. And, even, and, and I agree. And you, and you said first one of the first things you said was even, even if we had played Lacazette from the start, we, we still would have lost. And I totally agree with that. But all I would say is we did actually start the game well in terms of possession, stringing passes together, kind of causing them. We didn't have a shot, but first we eight did, minutes, I think we had first eight to ten minutes. Yeah. But even after two ten. minutes, they looked like they could score. And this is the problem yeah, with Arsenal. Like Every time yeah. we look good, which is which right. is which happens, we look like we can concede within uh, a few seconds. But it's remarkable. Me, if he'd have picked Lacazette, I genuinely think at least then we would have had we, we would have had a chance of scoring earlier. And I just think he he we, those the, the likelihood of us scoring mm. would have been greater, even though they did look like they were going to score in every single break. Whereas without him, we just floundered when it came to that final mm. ball, and there was just no chance. So even though we kind of had quite a lot of possession. For the first 10 minutes, I'm talking. <laughs> it just came to nothing because if he'd have been there, we might have even have scored. That's what I'm saying. And, you know, Ramsey had a good chance. But do you they? think they work on corners? Because the, the, no. the two Alexis corners, striking a dead ball as, as a, you know, an internationally renowned player, probably in the top 50 players in the world. And he's got to strike a dead ball into an area... And he can't do it. But my, here's my theory, We've scored a couple of... We've definitely at Watford the other week. No, we've scored him from corners. We're not him taking them. We're top of scoring from corners. Yeah, or something like that. Scoring from corners, we're top. Four. City, us, Stoke and Leicester, the top four. But... I mean, it's baffling. You're not going to get money. Isn't it usually... was taking them, was it? What, for maybe? I'm trying to think who else has been taking them. Well, Ozil takes them a lot. But is the thought with Sanchez, like, he's obviously the least likely person to be able to head the ball in boys just by a height but that's fine, definition. But so he therefore, he is, a, he is a gifted footballer. He should be able to take a much better corner than the ball. But here's my thing about yesterday. Sanchez. I think he looked unhappy to be playing A up front in that formation and not, and not having... He always looks unhappy. He's right? unhappy to, to be playing. I mean, it was yeah, like Oxlade-Chamberlain against Liverpool. It's just... You've got a player who is clearly agitating for a move to that club. Yes. It's just a bizarre thing to then expect them to go out and have a clear head. I mean, yeah. you just looked like he didn't want to be there. We no, didn't want to be there yeah. playing for Arsenal. Yeah. Boy, is there a little bit of you going, though? I think before the game, Alan will correct me. Man City around 4 to 9, 1 to 2, that kind of price. No, it was, it was a, a huge gamble. They, were, they, they went into about 4 to 11. It was a massive huge gamble. Huge expectation of Manchester Arsenal going to win the game. To one. The expectation would probably be that we'd lose by about two goals between one and two goals, whatever it might be. We weren't terrible. To get anything from the game, we were going to have to be a very, very good version of ourselves this season. City were going to have to be way off what of we course, expected. Of course. So why handicap and it with moronic team selection and tactics? Well, he tried to do something different. 
didn't he? He tried and it didn't quite well, work. Just, you can try and do, you can do, I can think of all kinds of different things he could have done, but it didn't make any sense, did it? And everyone's, and I'm well, saying I, it, I've it's tried not in to retrospect. explain some rationale. Everyone it. said it. Every, I, I tweeted about it before the game. Every, you look at that team selection, you thought, what the fuck is he doing? The, the commentators said it. Alan, they all predicted on um, Sky. They, they all thought, they all, they all thought oh, they're just gonna have, he's going to fill the midfield. And Gary Neville went, oh, I'm really pleased that he's going to have three, he's going to have two rows of three. And Gary Neville was like saluting him, going, I think now I might change my opinion of what's going on in this game. Because Wenger finally, it's a dress issue and then, and then he suddenly got, like, Cochrane's in the back and everyone's like oh my god you wasn't lunatic ter- I mean Cochrane wasn't, wasn't really terrible he wasn't good was he he didn't I mean why not just if you haven't got the players player four play, play, yeah play, to, play yeah. four four two I've just changed the formation well, Tabushu is on the bench so who you've got yeah. anyway yeah. Adrian Clark did a little piece for Arsenal.com uh, today and um Cochrane's stats out of the game aren't too bad but obviously as I said I think the players around him did limit what he was actually. I think there's something to, to say. So just as another great, I think that's tough. I agree. I think when you're another player in that team, just by the fact you don't see Lacazette and Wenger's, it makes you feel inhibited in some respect. That the managers acknowledge that you're probably going to get beat today. That this other team are much better than you um, by having to do and go defensive and, and put a dove in, and that maybe is a sign of the time. But that's, the, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't, it wasn't that though, was it? It was like, it wasn't a defensive setup. At all. Well, I think it, it was, was a, it he's was gone a, with an, you know, it was the same, but we had, why, no, he's gone with an Iwobi. Why, where's, where's, where's the evidence the Iwobi is so much more but of a defensive? Just, they're just huge gaps. I just, I just, huge gaps as ever. I just don't think, would there be less gaps with, with, with Lacazelle? He just doesn't know how to play as a team not in possession. I think when you look at the last, you know, 20 years of uh, Wenger's managerial record when we've been successful it's when we've had teams that can play on the ball in possession right. and the problem at the moment is you look at that game what was our final possession yesterday 33, uh, 33. I mean 30, 33% now I remember when we used to go and play Chelsea a few years ago when it was sort of the Drogba show and you'd sort of watch those games and you think oh we're, we're alright here we're going to do alright and they'd always win. And then you'd watch back the highlights and you'd realise, actually, we didn't have any fucking chances at all. Chelsea are just really comfortable. They, they play mm. like an Italian side. It's really comfortable. They'll soak yeah. it up and they'll ping out to draw. But the problem with Arsenal is when we don't have possession, we can't adapt to that game. So you've got a game like yesterday where if you have 33% possession, you better soak it up and then be ready to break. Not be the team that's trying to break, trying to break, trying to break, yeah. running everything down. And then the second yeah. they go, I mean, they could have scored five or six yesterday easily. Yeah. It was like we tried to, yeah, it was a weird, it was everything, none of it made, I mean, as I've said already, none of it made, it was like we were trying to pl- part pay, at least the first 10 minutes of possession games, so we had kind of did start with that more possession. Then we decided to play the press. Then we decided to play on the break. And then he changed the team, the formation twice more anyway, with the substitutes that were just, just didn't work either. It was just, it was an, and that's what I mean. It was an end. Every single thing he d- tried to do failed. Did anyone? I, I didn't check. You, you were, you were the press conference monitor. Like on the, on the Sky, we'll talk about these outrageous thing that he said uh, in the, in the post match interviews. Um, you know, that when outrageous. he, oh come on, Raheem Sterling calling Raheem Sterling a cheat for an absolutely obvious penalty. He said he died penalty. well. It was a penalty. That Monreal went and barged into him, and 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 it was a complete penalty. It was one of the most obvious penalties in the history of football. And I don't. And, and him to slag off Raheem Sterling is pathetic. And my particular. Oh, now we're getting onto it. Now all I'll say about that is why that really made me angry. Is he's always going on right. Wenger's whole thing when Arsenal fans get like I, I am now get overexcited and angry with him for his record is he's like everyone calm down. Everyone, you know, this it's you know everyone's always complaining. You know, let's 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 all be calm and chilled and let's all be sensible and not get carried away he meanwhile is being furious 
at Raheem Sterling and the referee after that game. He, has to he can't have it, it both ways. No, no, no. He can't be old. Let's all be sensible and mature about everything in football when it comes to him and his consistent failure. But everything else, he can be hysterical and angry and furious about something that actually didn't happen that he was wrong about. That's a massive contradiction. It was the same as the Bayern game when we lost 10-2. Yeah. And I remember, I remember when uh, a couple of decisions didn't go our way thinking, oh God, it's going to give him something to yeah. use You know excuse. he will, yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, like 3-1 was a flattering scoreline. Yeah, it was the fashion score on, yeah. At least be calm and zen about our defeats against a much superior opposition, opposition and kind of admit your own failings I, and your own tactical ineptitude. I think the quotes he gave yesterday we sort of admitted that, that Man City probably, you know, were, were possibly the better team on the day, but that Arsenal, he was right to acknowledge that 2-1 with 50 minutes to go when there's an offside goal that goes in that shouldn't be awarded, that does take the game away from you, just in, in terms of the whole context of the game. So, you know, look with the penalty. I think he. I think it's softer than you're making it. I think it's a soft penalty. The way it goes down, pretty easily. You'd, you'd want it if you're an Arsenal fan and it was reversed. We'd be calling for a pen. So of course you accept I mean, it. And he's, you know, he's just frustrated. And then, I didn't even think. Did anyone? I didn't even think there was a question mark about it. I did. I would. Um, I'm fairly easily. I'm. I'm more with Josh than I am with you, as in okay. one of the most obvious penalties ever. But, because it definitely wasn't, wasn't that. that. But um, I think that gets given probably 60 to 70% yeah. of the time in the Premier League. I think, that, I think Sterling was clever. He's not, yeah, I don't course, think it was yeah. cheating. Once he's got the speed and he cuts in front, there's no other way that's going. So I think, I think he manipulates the game very well. It wasn't a dive. No. He, he, you know, he caught him, but I agree. I don't think it was it was a mm. stonewall. If you're an Arsenal fan and it doesn't get given, you're going to be out, outraged. But yeah. The fact is, is Man City are going to lose very few games. I mean, it, it's not inconceivable. I don't know what the odds are out of them going unbeaten all year. Well, we've out? cut it to eight to one today. I right, mean, it's, it's, it's a possibility. <laughs> At this time during Arsenal's reign, I, I was pricing it up for a totally different company and. Uh, we quoted uh, 2,000 to 1 at this stage the Arsenal in that, in that Arsenal season. season we took like a load of 2s and 3s the company's, so, so the company's are... not in business anymore not because of that <laughs> <laughs> so it's the same chance of Arsenal um, winning yesterday as Man City yeah, winning it's going unbeaten not losing because, the next oh my God. it's because, it's because that, whole, that whole thing has been changed by the fact that, that there are much bigger clubs with resources in the Premier League so it's not as competitive anymore so you're only really looking at them being tested maybe two, three times a season in terms of the odds. Otherwise, they're going to be odds on for most games. Um, but Arsenal were 250 to one even into January, February. And it was the right price because it was the accumulation of not losing, not losing, not losing. Mm, for the now that the City price is just a like a field price, chuck eight to one out there because people will still back it because they've seen Arsenal do it and they they hope they're going to be on the bandwagon of doing it again. And people but, want to back it because I yeah. think they're, they're probably playing as good as anyone's seen it. It's a bit like the Leicester thing where around this time in the Leicester season, the people that got on at the big prices were obviously those just stupidly optimistic fans at the start of the season thinking Leicester were going to win at 2001, 5001, things like that. It was only at this stage where it got to a, a reasonably sort of 150, 250 to one that the people who had that fear of missing out started to get on and that's what happens with something that gets bandwagon. It'd be written about in the papers that they're unbeaten. Can they do the Arsenal? Uh, the Arsenal Invincibles. Can they're they the best do the team same in, thing? Best team in Europe at the moment. Um, in the city. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, yeah. quite possibly. Partly PSG, because but PSG, the but even PSG on. Goal. To, to get Bjorn put the game out of reach Look, I just don't think it's any disgrace I just think this is what we expect to do we'll move on I'm not saying it's, it's disgrace. horribly familiar it's not, I'm not saying it's it's, it's it's pathetically familiar I'm, I'm, my, my, what I'm saying is, is that the manager 
Well, the manager hobbled any chance we did have. But I, I think, think that's really depressing. I think, I, I think you know, you touched upon it on the penalty. I just think, I just, I just don't think our players are clever enough on the on the pitch. And um, again, Adrian Clark, another good piece for Arsenal dot com today. Another plug. But he also analysed the fact that uh, Özil and Alexis were fouled uh, a combined thirty something times yesterday, and um, they. They didn't pick up any cards whatsoever, Man City, because they were just clever fouls. I think we racked up maybe five or six, six. We got six. six cards uh, towards the end of the game. Maybe in the last 20, 25 to 30 minutes, I think we picked up maybe four or five of those. Um, all through really stupid things. Mm. Uh, yet, if you look back, in, in terms of the, the actual rules and the free kicks given, it was City that were, were the main aggressors in that game, but they just did it in a clever way. Why and I don't that? think Monreal was clever. Because I just don't think that that's instilled from the manager downwards to say, you need to be clever out on the pitch. We had players that used to do his job but for him. But we used to. We, yeah, because we had, players, we had players that used to do his job for him. And that's, that, uh, that is my biggest point on the whole Wenger debate, if you want to make it a wider debate, is is when someone comes to me and says, why were we so good back then? It's because the two key elements of his job that um, that make any successful manager, that's the discipline of, of your players and the actual intelligence of your players, they were carried out by other people in the squad and not him. And that's why there's such a stark discrepancy between the first few years and what we're seeing now. It's because people were doing the two most important elements of his job for him and that is the clearest explanation of all if you want you know people will point to the money that Chelsea have got and the money that City have got and things like that okay that does definitely put us at a disadvantage I've always held my hands up about that it makes it slightly harder to win the Premier League than it was before but not completely impossible as Leicester show and all I've ever said is that we need to compete and if it's those two teams that beat us by the odd three points in the games they played us when they've got 400 millions worth of talent everyone Every Arsenal fan would be totally behind Arsenal Wenger to say, do you know what? We have totally achieved what we should have done on the budget that you've got, the resources that you've got. We've enjoyed the season, but these people that are spending all this oil money, we're nowhere near them because of the amount that they're spending. Well done. Mm. It's not that. It's I, not that right, at all. I agree. I even think, I even think that, you know, going back to what I was saying, yeah, I even think if he just played the best players in their right position that's a start you yeah. know people wouldn't be on his back so much like he's but he, what you, you said, think is the best is not necessarily you know what he has paid eight million pounds a year to think but that's such a nonsense but I, don't, so I don't even think he plays what he thinks is the best <laughs> no the why would you think he's doing because he's trying, I, to, be, I he's trying he, to be too. He's trying to be too clever. I also I mean, think. But he believed yesterday the best thing for Arsenal no, chance to take. Which is he's not sabotaging no, the club. He, I think he actually is. I think no, and, well, no, subconsciously. No, it's a subconsciously. It's not consciously. I've said this. this I mean, I've there, this there are people years. that say that he is going slightly. Uh, I mean, I want to be kind here, but he is going slightly that way. Yeah, I think he's going slightly that way. I think he's trying to be a bit too Josh, it's not conscious. It's a sub. It all goes back to the. It all goes back to the. We're always one step away right so for me it's the same reason why he never actually goes out and buys that one or two X players we need to compete for the league and this has been going on for five six years you know it's why there's always talk of that it, you know it, we finally bought the striker this season Lacazette he didn't buy Lamar there's all the talk about Lamar that one other player we might have need to compete for the league and it, even it goes down to even these big games he won't do the fight it, I think he's, he scuppers I do generally think subconsciously, not consciously, he tries to be too clever, as you say, rather than do the obvious, just play your fucking best players in a formation where they're playing in their right position. Because he, th- cause he th- if he does that, 
then we're tested. Then it's a test. If, if if we lose to Man City when we're playing our best days, then it's like, well, you just haven't. We're just not it's good. Not good enough. And that's there's nothing you can do about it. But it just, he thinks he can come up with these things that might that we then kind of almost say, oh yeah, we didn't pick Lacazette, so obviously we're going to lose. It's almost like self fulfilling prophecy. Obviously, doesn't buy enough of the right players. We're never going to compete. The self fulfilling prophecy of Vega. I'm not. It's a kind of sick, twisted psychopathy, psycho- psychopathic tendency. But I think it's the only explanation. I, I don't think it's. Personally, I don't think it's that. I, I just see it as the games left in behind. And I, and I think Mourinho, to an extent as well, I don't think United will win the league this year. I think Mourinho is a manager that plays a certain type of football. And Wenger is a, player, is a manager that plays a certain type of football. And the, the problem that we have at Arsenal Football Club at the moment is that he plays well, like you said, we talked about earlier, with a certain type of players. He doesn't have those players at the moment. So at the moment, he is literally just flinging shit at a wall and hoping some of it will stick. And, you know, he, he just goes, you know what? Like, look at Conte last season. Chelsea were abysmal in that, you know, 3-0. And then he was like, right, we're going to a back three. Now, Wenger's going, like, I want I want some of that. I want to just, I want to put fucking Coquelin in a back five. And then suddenly we're going to go on a run and win the league and get over 90 points. And everyone just, will I, hail me as a genius. I just don't think he, he knows what to do. And he's just throwing stuff and just hoping some of it sticks I think if he does the obvious he he won't be hailed as a genius that's another point I think he you know he feels that his superiority over everyone else will be unveiled if he picks Coquelin doesn't pick Lacazette like because we all know the obvious you all do the obvious and thinks we're all going to have but it never works because it's not good enough he never works the time for respect has gone I'm afraid because he everything he does is so irritating and and self-defeating that he's like the idea that you think he didn't put out as a man but as a manager you can't have respect for it because it's so pathetic it's so sad Michael, it's tragic after, after two tragic. decades you know we, we all loved him yeah. and it's sad that like someone, you know, most yeah. Arsenal fans someone now feel said this to me way. last week about Pep Guardiola before we, before we have our break and you get your chance to reply like someone said about Pep Guardiola even when Man City this team this Man City team that is way better than everyone else the best team in Europe right now even when they're playing like Stoke or whatever someone in the Carabao Cup he spends days on end drilling them all on how to deal with their individual players of the opposition team who are ten times worse than them so you know if Vink was managing Man City maybe he could just send them out and go without, with, heart, with a minute's tactics or whatever but Pep spends days and days drilling them Religiously, so they all know exactly what they're doing, and they have an incredible tactical awareness of the opposition shit team they're playing. Let me ask you a question, that, Boyd. So what I'm saying is, Arsenal with Guardiola or yeah. City with Wenger? Who comes higher in the league? Arsenal with Guardiola, probably. Ridiculous. Yeah, uh, probably. I th- I th- I th- their players, dead right. you're dead right. Their players are much better than us. Yeah, but their players are. Year, but they they have to. I mean, he probably won't even pick them right. The idea that Arsene Wenger is not trying to pick the team that he thinks will do best in a game is frightening as a thought. No, 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 no. And how about deliberately? No, 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 not deliberately, not deliberately, not consciously. Oh, right, sorry, subconscious. He's got this subconscious thing that's... This is all my my unique psychological insight that I have no idea if I'm right, but it's just a guess because there's no other, there's no logical explanation. But the idea... Because the difference between Mourinho, sorry, just to address Dan's point before you come in, at least Mourinho's boring tactics are consistent. And at least Mourinho... passed him by. No, but Mourinho's idea makes sense that he's going to go defensive away to any decent team. At least there's a consistency to that boring tediousness. Yeah, and they can do it well. Right, and they can do it well. There's no consi- there's no but does there's no logic behind what Wenger does. Ca- please carry on, Josh. Right. In terms of Cockerham playing yesterday, you you said like he doesn't even play the best team. Now I reckon if we'd have been told pick the 11 you want to pick you might have picked 11 Adam might have picked Dan might pick we all might have picked different 11 so how can you say the best players are the best positions Cockerham so we'd all play like that we'd Co- all have pick, probably picked the team that's been that's won for the and last few games Cockerham playing players. isn't like Finger going do you know what I think the best centre back at this club is Cockerham he's thinking right I've got no Mustafi 
and I've got no Mertesacker. So this Gabriel. is what... And it's Sol Gabriel, isn't it? This is what we've got left. Yeah. If he expected, like, Pear to be fit for the game, and they have worked on that idea all week, and then, you know, with, you know, a little bit notice, like, Mertesacker isn't going to play. He's decided to stick with the same team he's going to do. Cockerland's been on standby to do that all week. And Cockerland is not the reason we lost the game yesterday. I didn't say it was. So... I, I just feel like I don't know I just think he's, he's picked a team that he thought would, would have a go he, he got it probably slightly wrong slightly. on the other hand he brought on Lacazette who, who obviously got us back in the game and but for an offside decision who knows what might happen in the last 15 minutes we might have been the first team to take a point at this at City this season you know of course you're going to have to ride your luck they're going to have more shots so it's set to goals is going to be better than you but we weren't exactly you know humiliated yesterday I, I just oh, well, I don't see it I mean that's the, the, yeah, yeah, right. I, I think I, I said sounding like you say we are no I'm not we weren't humiliated I said yesterday you know we, we, we're all like thrilled that we weren't humiliated that's the main takeaway we weren't thrilled is we're absolutely sort of like, got what we expected it's almost like a victory is non-humiliation away to a major series oh, anyway yeah. we have to take a break Footballistically, Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. And we're back for the break. And um, we haven't even met. Did we even mention the, um, the, the other, the, the offside decision, which weirdly on, um, Alan Smith didn't really, didn't seem to think. You got the wrong player, first of all. And then this guy, that was you know, the wrong, maybe the wrong some, element uh, of the situation. Maybe yeah. glasses over <laughs> there. there we we'll get him along. But he, uh, yeah, he got it wrong. But uh, look, it's a terrible, that is a terrible decision because yeah. that's not even one where you forgive the linesman. There's like people blocking, making like someone coming back from an offside position. It's just a horrendous decision. The bad thing is the Arsenal defenders just putting their hands up and then not reacting. And by the time they react, it's far too late. On the other hand, at that level, you expect that decision to to be given. You know that that is. It's very hard. I think even though you say play to the whistle, it's so automatic that when it's so obvious in front of you, Koscielny is can see exactly what's happened, where the player is, where the ball was. You stick your hand up and you expect it. So. Yeah, it's very sad. Yeah, but this, the the penalty was we've already discussed the penalty. It wasn't it wasn't the most obvious penalty ever, as I as yeah, I said. But it was it was I think it was a fairly and and everyone. It's not just me, is it? It's like I was interested to see Petit today. Yes, coming I out and, and, and there, you yeah. know within in as in as kind of tasteful a way as possible, clearly indicating he thinks Wenger's lost it completely. He, no, I think he's relatively. You know, he, he often sticks up for Wenger. Oh, no, I know he does. That's what I'm saying. Yes, yeah, so it was interesting today, today. I wrote some one of his. He was talking about the players. Sort of losing. Uh, I, I sort of t- took a bit of a quote. Do you have it in front of you there, boys? I'll find it. Okay. It says every time oh, Arsenal have the ball, they're a danger to themselves because yeah. uh, as soon as they lose it, they look disorganised. No balance. They lack concentration. The fault. The fault lies not just with the manager, but with the players. They've been making simple mistakes and allowing the opposition an easy ride. Not just with the manager. There's the key words. Not there. just. With I the mean, manager. the fault does lie also with the manager. Yeah. He but, went. He went on to say, "It's been a long time since I saw Arsenal play well from the first minute to the last." This is surely down to a crisis of confidence amongst the squad. Arsenal's problems are mostly mental, not technical. The next well, game is, is vitally all, important, which of course is North London Dark. We can all agree with that. And where does that mental, that lack of mental strength come from? I mean, where does the, where does the weakness, you know, show, he shows weakness in so many different ways. I think, you know, that all comes from the top, doesn't it? We've said this many times before. Should we mention the other unbelievably tedious game you that happened went, on... Did you go? I no. Did, oh, I, I didn't the, make it either. No, I, no, I don't think anyone... Did anyone go? Was there like five people there? At the, at the, in the, in the um, No, I think, I think it was a reasonably good attendance. I mean, obviously people was did it? the usual. Yeah. They've announced 60. I can see loads of empty seats. But in reality, if we didn't know that the 60 sold 
announcement was going to come out in every game. I think that if they'd have said the real attendance, I don't think people have been too uh, oh, really? Were you too there? shocked, really. Oh, I wasn't there. Oh, okay. No, no. Oh, but right. I, I, anyone? Dan? But I no, wasn't there. No, no, I couldn't make it. But I've got, it. Football like terrible, like terrible no, answer. No, I mean, I went to see yeah. Murder on the Orient Express instead, and I'm glad I went to that. Frankly, oh, I watched the game on TV. I mean, it was just... I thought the booze were weird at the end. Why boo at nil-nil, which has got us qualified to the next round? I think the entertainment was, it, yeah, was unutterably be, tedious. I, know, but I did. Watch, I watched. Some I mean, of it I back, d- and I was on the fast forward very, very quickly. You don't go to murder on the Orient Express <laughs> and then boo if it's a bit boring, there, do you? Oh, no, you you clap politely and yeah, then leave. You know. TV. But this is the problem, isn't it? I, I, I mean, I can hand on heart say, hold my hand up and say, I have never ever booed at Me the end either, of an no. Arsenal match. Never, no. um, despite everything I ever say on here. So yeah, I so. don't know who these people are, but yeah, I get that people expect to be entertained. I get that it's expensive to go to football matches, but in reality we you know it's an awful awful it was it's fulfilling my theory of did you, I don't know if you know my theory from last week is that, again it's my psychological uh, things that I come up with that no one else w- um, <laughs> would think of in a million years because you can't possibly look into the minds of these people but I also think that the, the players like the like Giroud and Walcott and Wilshire that are not rousing themselves can't rouse themselves for these games because they know they're second choice and that, I think that fundamentally depressing fact it's kind so of humiliating it's humiliating yeah, yeah. yeah and I think that I just don't think and I'm not saying it's acceptable and I'm not saying it's right but I'm saying it's difficult if you know if you're, if you're so it's so patently obvious from the fact the manager's playing you in the Carabao Cup and the Europa League you see and Wolf- never in, 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 but hang in the on. Premier League Wilshire is clearly a slightly different to the he's other two different. because he's the one right. that's supposed to be you know getting sure. game time and he is the one that I think most Arsenal fans would like to see of pushing course. for a spot of in the course. first team. Giroud has probably accepted his situation, uh, and Theo, we've discussed. I think Giroud's deluded enough, deluded enough to think he should be playing in the but first team. But why does Wenger have this weird so deal deluded. with Giroud, Giroud where he has to come some... on for the last oh, 20 minutes it's every embarrassing, game? embarrassing, isn't well, well, it? Well, well, that, that is... Why shouldn't he come back? He's a French international striker who scores lots of goals. Oh, of course, because he's it means come we on. can only ever play Lacazette for 70 minutes. And, and you have if to push him out wide against Man City when you bring him on. Look at strikers that score 20, 25 goals a season. They get a lot of late goals when teams are up against the wall, either because they're pushing for an equaliser or because they've already lost. Genuinely, it felt like Lacazette that's sort of been coming off when we've you know I don't know when yeah but that's a good time for him to get a couple of goals yeah. build his confidence up and it's, it's this weird it's, deal I, I don't think we can have a really problem with the idea of Olivier Giroud as a like even you on this podcast have always said that Giroud is good enough maybe to be a, yeah, a squad can't bring player him on. No, no, no. and a you know player you off the bench bring him on if you need him for specific games you can't have a deal with him where you're clearly bringing him on every single game no matter what happens you look at our it bench it's clearly a deal now everyone's it's not he was at Everton he wanted to sign he spoke to Wenger and Wenger said look we'll give you 20 minutes it's every game yeah no that didn't happen well uh, there's a lot it's not just us saying it there's a lot of journalists out there saying, alluding to the fact as well it's, it's not a deal he, he, he didn't, he's, he's not like unexpected he's not like way off the level of everyone else he, you know it's a weird situation where he's on the bench for Arsenal but he's coming on every single game for that that's the thing it's, yeah but there's it's, loads it's of players odd. like that and he's in the Premier those, League no, 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 like no, no, Oxley no. chamberlain finally got a start he's been doing that for every game for Liverpool since he went there 20 he didn't minutes, touch the ball till about 60 minutes, minutes him <laughs> yeah not, not, in the, not every single game but the same moment I mean I know Wenger does, does you know does everything by Marshall at Man United as he basically has every start there's players like that at every club I don't really understand your argument but you know what it's more about the fact that we're denying Lacazette the 20 minutes against tired legs or that Giroud's getting game time because as much as I've ever said about Giroud I I, I think my line about him is is, the, is this, this, the same line he's as good as ever until you have to rely on him but 
you look at the goals he scored for us, you know, I think I, I watched one of the quick videos uh, the other day on uh, Twitter. It's all, it's his first hundred goals for Arsenal. 83% of them are first touches. It's quite phenomenal. And he is, he is a useful player. Whether or not you go to four four two and you're playing with Lacazette, if you are trying to, to, you know, yeah, I wouldn't mind that. Uh, hammer a team towards the end, and you play the high balls to him and the low balls to Lacazette. That makes more sense. But when but have we ever done anything with sense? I think my problem is that Wenger almost makes these robotic substitutions, yes. and so I don't mind Jury coming on. But then, if we're playing a team that they look like they could get exposed out wide, why not bring Walcott on? I mean, I, I guess yeah. that's a different point because he seems to have completely lost anything he had. Which well, I think a dramatic fall from you know we, he had a great season last I'm, year. For I'm, no, yeah, I'm no fan of Walcott as <laughs> you can clearly see by you know anything I tweet or or say about him. But as we said, I think it was towards the end of last season on one of the pods <clears throat> when we thought we were actually going to be getting a new manager. I was prepared to give all of those players a pass on the basis of what we've probably been just been discussing in the first half an hour here is that the decisions that are made and the positions they're asked to play in and the formations they're asked to play in are never really a set thing with a set plan behind them. We mix it up so much that how do you not know that if Theo Walcott is given a set position that he's in as part of a set plan in in almost 90% of our games when we're, we should be the favourites to win, how do you not know that he's then going to become a very good player same with Aaron Ramsey who mm. gets chopped and changed between having to be a holding midfielder or slightly holding midfielder or no go and go and support the attack so if these players are all getting mixed messages is that translating to the inconsistencies we see of them on the pitch I'm prepared to give them all a free pass under a new man but with the same man in charge I think we'll continue to be divided on our players we're so divided on our players you mention any player no. in that Arsenal squad and people have such varied opinions it's, it's, it's madness it was an interesting start wasn't it because the 2-0 win at Man City in 2015 was such a landmark victory but only I think Kalazanac was the only player on our team yesterday who wasn't you know, at Arsenal for that January 2015 victory, whereas Man City have had such a turnover, only four of their 11 were still at the club. And, th- and that is an indictment that maybe, you know, we, we, there are too many, that we've said it so many times on the podcast, too many of those players who, you know, are, are fine and going to get you fourth, fifth away in the league, and we haven't, you know, he's been too kind to too many of them. Possibly. For so long. Yeah, It's a good team. That's the thing. Is like when you, I think in other seasons, there's always been this, you know, you get into November, December, and you think, oh, maybe, you know, maybe we could actually. And then, and then it's sort of, you know, you realise in February, March that we couldn't. But well, here's this the- year, we're so obviously the sixth best team. We're way above the seventh best team. But we're also, I don't think any of us realistically, does anyone think we're going to get into the top four? Yeah. Really, uh, we're yeah. outsiders, but I, I actually, I, don't think we, I think we could I ahead of think, ahead of which two teams. I, well, I still think we might actually. Chelsea, I mean, despite Liverpool? everything I've said, I, I just think it's a reasonably sort of poor division outside of that uh, Man City who have been incredible, and I just think that little things could trip up the others. But um, yeah, I think I Liverpool. Not, it's, it's not, it's not, I think I was going to say it's the first time we've ever been a hundred to one 
this early to, to win, win the league. league. As in, like, one, it's the we? first, yeah, it's the first time in the Premier League era. Oh, the six to one on. But right, so it's the first time in the Premier League era that we've gone to such a huge price so early. So as in, like, we've been written off for the league. But I still think top four is possible because it's much of a muchness it's, at the it's top. It's possible, but objectively, we're not as good as the other five teams. But we're definitely better than 14, even if yeah. he just does what he's doing at the moment, which is throwing them out on the pitch. But, that, but that's our team. And, that, and that's what's depressing is when you look at that Why team... Why are we not better than Liverpool? They beat us 4-0. Okay, in a wild game, they, they've gone and lost. You know, at, at City five nil or whatever. We've lost three one. You know, they're ten men, mate. The, yeah, they're only ten men. Where? Well, I mean, Liverpool are capable. We're within goal difference in Liverpool at the moment. There's been nothing to show. You know, Liverpool have had some crap defeats this I, I, season I just, as well. I just think the idea that we're like way off Liverpool. You know, we're not Man way United, off. I think of you know what we said a few weeks ago. I said there's a you know the narrative of United will change. They've had a certain amount of fixtures that have been very you know preferable to them. That will change. It has changed. They have looked particularly unimpressive in recent weeks. But top, for, for, top me, for me, for me, the, the big the big prob- the big problem with Arsenal at the moment is that we've been able to be carried in previous seasons because we've had one or two or sometimes three superstars. So, you know, we had Sanchez that absolutely has carried us. We had the season where Ozil got his 20-odd assists. Mm. The problem is that you've got two players who are leaving who really haven't performed. I mean, Sanchez is a completely different player this year. There's no superstar. There's not even but there's not even one player in I that team that's you. a world beater. But the depressing thing for me is in the last few couple of games, well, I mean, we've, he, he, remember, he's only played those three together, Lacazette. Sanchez and those that were together our three best attacking players twice and he he's only didn't had about do four, it this he's about game. four opportunities to do it I know but four. hold on but he didn't do it in this f- and I can't get I cannot emphasise enough well clearly I oh, but you and him disagree about no, team no, selection no, it's that's it's it it's more the two than that it's, it's the, that's what I'm saying it's like just when you thought oh okay he's realised that clearly he's got to play the, your three best attacking players and as I said last week just work at making sure that they can function as a unit even against the best teams even away and he even didn't he couldn't even go be bothered to do that which every other manager that would it's imagine every other person in the world if it's a lack of effort it's a massive him. no it's a massive statement that he didn't do that and everyone Ian Wright you watch Ian Wright match they two, two last night how furious and frustrating it is that he can't even do that and you think that's that's why I think we will finish outside the top four because I don't think Liverpool are that much better and I don't think Chelsea are that much better but they're better enough and that, that I don't think their managers are insane enough to do the stuff that our managers are doing I just think they'll kind of you know most of the time they're making sensible ish decisions that are not infuriating every single person who supports the team anyway um, can we talk about Kolasinac <laughs> yeah, yeah that's a good yeah Kolasinac is good and Monreal Mon player of the month PFA obviously, player like, of the month then, then sponsored by some, who was it sponsored by the PFA player what Bristol do you want to say about Stru- Bristol Street Motors or something sponsoring the PFA player of the month picked up little uh, partnerships in without the title sponsor of the league now haven't they so they've gone into these little yeah, oh, that was the most niche uh, sponsorship yeah. I've seen Interesting in a while. one. Hmm. Um, yeah. I just want to say that <laughs> I think people are doing their usual thing with, oh, you know, over his address. God, you know. <laughs> it's Coquelin all over just again. Because, just because he looks like a tank. And I mean, yeah, he does look funny when he's lumbering around the pitch. <laughs> and yet, and he's getting forward reasonably well in games. And he's scoring the odd goal. And in the home games, his assists and goals are brilliant. But he's there to defend. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of the time it's looked quite ropey doing it so let's not get carried away it's just like we have these Twitter fans that think they're watching a TV series <laughs> rather than an actual <laughs> football team that have to go out and win matches and defend it's like oh, I like the look of him yeah yeah he's my new favourite player yeah he's there to defend and he hasn't done it 
Um, he's got all the he's got all the makings of a cult hero, though, hasn't he? But, he's, uh, he's, got, like he's got the heroes, hair, he's got the thighs, you know. I mean, I remember because obviously, you know, Josh works with uh, Perry Groves quite well, and he was the first sort of that player you got on the back of when I first started going Arsenal. I started to understand what people were saying around me, certainly in uh, in the stadium. But with him, he was a whole different level of that because if you actually look back at the videos now, you know he's putting in decent crosses for goals and he's contributing to the to the team. Um, you, you look at someone like Kalasanash, and it's almost like, as I say, people are watching a TV TV series. Going, yeah, I like the look at that character. But can and, but do you and, not and think in a because there's a whole kind of is it a back three? Is it a back five? Because isn't there an argument that if you have a solid back three, which arguably with you know Koscielny, mm. Monreal, and you know, Mustafi, when fit, we have, that it gives licence to Bellerin and Kalasnach to not be out-and-out defenders as such. But it, it totally absolves them of the responsibility to defend on their side. That's the problem with a back three. You do need the, the two wing-backs to actually focus on defending at certain points. Mm. And he seems to think, oh, well, look, there's three back there. You're almost giving him an excuse straight away. That's what, I don't like the back three. Yeah, no, no, like he's thinking Coquelin's there, it'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. So one of the, basically one of the few things Arsenal fans are happy about is Kalasnach. Yeah, that's, here that's, is that's Alan textbook to, uh, Alga, that is. But look! That is what he's here for. He's killing our last three. But that, three. that, but that is because... Monreal, player of the month yeah. for Bristol Street. I mean, Monreal always conceding penalties, Kalasnach. by the way. I've always said that. He concede, and, you know, is Czech ever going to save a penalty? When I say these things, Josh, I want these players to be a success. I just don't want people going stupidly over the top about someone who just looks like he looks without actually objectively looking at what he's supposed to be doing on the pitch and he's been ropey in defence he was ropey I, against yeah. Swansea um, defensively <laughs> then gets forward and scores a goal and everybody seems to forget he's, you're going you're to have a pop against Eddie and Ketia now aren't you I'm not but I want people to <laughs> calm, calm, calm down, down because down. I've the, seen the Jay Emmanuel room. Thomas talked yeah. about like this I've seen Craig Eastman Jay Simpson Tuba Akpom talked about like this and yeah. they have not kicked on his stats are better by the way so let's hope that he can outdo it if he hadn't have uh, agreed to um, Giroud's thing that he wanted to stay after clearly trying to sell him then Eddie could have been on the bench and that would have been nice anyway that's not going to happen Tottenham. because of the fucking Giroud agreement we need to discuss we're not here next week because of the boring international break so yeah um, a few minutes which is really annoying but we are our next home game is against Tottenham fucking hell how how worrying is that I mean shall I start with the prices because yeah go on this is the biggest price we have ever been (laughs) for a home game against Tottenham Hotspur (laughs) which is what the biggest price we're 9 to 5 yeah outside of yeah that's worth the punt isn't it and we're at home yeah, so basically, the, if, if, we play, if we play Tottenham or... on a neutral venue, as in that's how the prices are first sort of established, they would be strong, strong favourites against us. They were pretty miserable on the um, weekend, those pairs. Yeah, I true, mean, true. They all managed to I'm, grind I'm, out I'm, a win, I'm, though. Look, this that's is all. This thing. is all from data thrown in. This yeah. isn't me saying this is my price, but Tottenham it even, just is a. It yeah. is a landmark thing. Yeah. This this particular uh, game is a landmark thing because even back in '93, when when. Sort of, I guess football betting wasn't as prevalent with, without the internet. Um, we rested players for a home game against them in, in the April before we had our uh, cup, final oh, yeah, and, remember, yeah. cup finals at the yeah. weekend. Yeah. And they came to, to, yes. to hybrid. They were actually in real yeah, sort of danger well. of going down that season. Yeah. Um, and they beat us and obviously... Was it 3-1 three three one or three one. Three one, yeah. um, So that, that obviously was, was one game where pre-match, if, if it had been now with all the internet bookmakers, it probably would have been about these prices or certainly they would have gone favourites. But... Um, yes, another sort of milestone in their in their progress against us, and probably one of the sort of you know 
other backward steps that we're taking in the rivalry. So what's going to happen? We're going to win. <laughs> we're going to win. Excellent. Yeah, just, for the couple of goals. Probably. Yeah, maybe. Cockle. Maybe, but he's there to defend. Uh, What's the score? Gonna be? I think we're going to win this. I think we're going to win this two uh, one. Like it, Dan. Uh, I don't. I just can't see us winning. I'd like. I'd like us more than anything to. I just feel like we need it at the moment. It's just. Well, look, it's really the, their grim, players haven't got the stomach for it. I, I was at Wembley when West Ham played them the other week, and they they had a smattering of first team players there, and they just their bottle went, and their, their bottle goes in certain games. And I think that that is their issue. I mean, they they play really well against Real Madrid, but I just don't think they've got the character in their squad. And as long as we seize on that, and the crowd get behind the team. I genuinely think that we can win this. I think it's come. It could come at a good time after a loss because I think we, you know there's a lot of our players who don't have international games. You know, Sanchez will have a nice little break with the dogs. Um, I'll go for one all. I think um, yeah. I can't. I can't. I no, can't, I can't see say. Pochettino's calling on England to rest Kane or use Kane sparingly in the two England games. Let's hope he is. plays 180 solid minutes against yeah. Brazil yeah. and Germany. Yeah. Josh. I'm with Alan. Um, I think we will. I, look, our home record has been very good of late. That's another thing to remember. Against poor teams, <laughs> this is a, this is the big test. This is a uh, yeah the first you know you know uh, first the, the rivals yeah. we expect to be around us in the table at the end of the season. I think we've got enough. I think it'll be horrible, scrappy, but yeah, one nil, something like that. I think we'd 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 take it. Um, no, we definitely won't win. I think it would be two all. Yeah, I was going to go one all. Then Dan, I'd like to give a different prediction for no reason whatsoever on the traditions of this podcast and have you Josh. kept up with all the predictions and can no. you can tell us a league table I mean now? I've even written this one down I've got it I'm definitely ahead of you boys that's one thing I'm, I'm going to go back I'll tell you somebody who listens to all of the old podcasts and he deserves his mentions oh, he yeah. hasn't had it yet yeah. Chaz listens to all of them so oh, he's as he's going through he can staunch, just note these down staunch Chaz time. is the most staunch because he disagrees <laughs> with very much everything I say, but he's always very kind about. You can't podcasts. dislike him, can you? Even yeah. if he uh, does no, disagree I'll, with you. And boy, just very quickly because yeah. we're, we're going in a minute. You've yes. got the 80, 1989 Oh yeah, I'm going to the premiere. I think I'm hoping to go. Oh, so, yeah, I'm hoping Wednesday. to go. This is the most exciting moment of the week, Dan. <laughs> you going? I hope so. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, on Wednesday. Yes, yeah, the premiere of Amy Lawrence and Lee Dixon's um, '89 film about. It's the, brilliant. About, yeah. Looks Have you seen brilliant. it? No, no, oh, I've no. Just, it looks uh, brilliant. Just looks brilliant. brilliant. Yeah, um, yeah uh, that is the most exciting thing, Arsenal-related thing of the moment. Absolutely. I'm so, if Amy and Lee are listening, get. I mean, I, I think I deserve to go as well. You know, you should definitely go. Yeah, I've only got one ticket, by the uh, way. Uh, Otherwise, I'd I'm only deli- on a, I'm be delighted on a to take any of you. But I've got. You, you know, can get a plus I've one. Got, I've got a plus one. <laughs> it's going to be packed. Yeah, um, I can't wait. Yeah, who are you going to be getting selfies with, Lee? Lee Brighty, I mean, you know, that'd be lovely. Yeah. And um, right, will Brighty be? I mean, Brighty's there, yeah. I know they've me, they mentioned to people who'd be there. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not talking about the actual team of that. And they've put him game. in the film as a I'm fan, not, haven't they? At the yeah, time. yeah, he's a fan. Yeah, he's yeah. a talking head. He's a talking head. There's lots of talking heads. Um, but from that game, who I'm most excited to see? I mean, you know, Michael Thomas would be brilliant. I don't I don't know, know, he, turns, he doesn't turn he up. He rarely so much. turns up. No, he's very rare. Yeah, he's got to come. Tried offering him very single work. Very rarely doesn't. Not interested. I bet he'll be there for this. I hope he'll be there. Like George Graham had a big piece in the Guardian today, which is quite interesting. And for George, those who want to look at that, we'll always love George. Still, still love George. Staunch, staunch, staunch. <laughs> exactly. Brilliant. Uh, thank you very well, much. Amy's, Amy's planning to be. Oh with yeah, Amy's coming on in two weeks. Yeah, because that film is coming out on DVD on the twentieth. I'm gratuitously putting it in the DVD reviews of Heat magazine. Very kind yeah. <laughs> you'd think that was worth a plus one for Alan I mean literally yeah I mean you'd surely think, is yeah. come on Amy uh, the only heat reader is going to watch it is me um, but thank you very much and we'll be back in about two Tuesdays time thanks bye
This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Footballistically, Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft, Oracle, IBM and others and when budgeting for software spend. To reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. What's your thoughts on Fulham? Chances are you don't think about them too much, but nice away day by the river, used to have a Michael Jackson statue, and once did quite well under Roy Hodgson. But that's probably about it, because chances are you're not a Fulham fan. However, if you do know someone that supports Fulham, maybe a mate or a colleague at work, please tell them about the Fulhamish podcast that I host every week looking at each Fulham game as it comes and goes, with a nice bit of quirkiness and humour along the way too. You can find Fulhamish at fulhamish.co.uk, and we're also available on all podcast platforms, including iTunes, Acast, and playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Fulhamish, your weekly independent Fulham FC podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.